Hello and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul. Uh, today or tonight I'm joined by Dan Devaney. And Good evening. Uh, the great Mikey Dahl, maybe hand on later on once he gets the kids sorted, so. Evening. Evening. Everybody happy? Always. Delighted. I, uh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the weekend of football. So you didn't get to go, Danny, then, no? No, I didn't. Frank Tom went over with his son, and um, I meant to go, I meant to go. I never, in the end, I never went. So as I was saying, um, I was raging that I didn't get to go, and then seeing 7 0, that'd been some game for my son's first game. You know what I mean? Frank took his wee boy here, and his, <laughs> I thought he was brilliant. But um, no, so I booked there for the Hearts game on the 7th of May, so <clears throat> I'll get over for that, and then I'm looking forward to that now, hopefully. Might even be winning the league that day, you never know. Mikey Dow, do you watch it, yeah? I did watch it, yeah. I've got um I've, I've kinda of got one of those those feeds now, you know, so you know more about them. But I was able to watch the game on Saturday and uh, they're just so good to watch. We really are and that is obviously I went to the Ross County game, which was the, the previous home game, and that is what we were gonna do to Ross County if they didn't have a man sent off that day. So it was almost like I'd I'd seen the you know, the first act, if you know what I mean, uh, a few weeks ago. But that was the full play. That was like from start to finish. That was just, that was Ange ball, if you know what I mean. Um, and it was it's just, yeah, it's just sensational to watch. But, you know, when it clicks, it, it's it's brilliant. It really is. They didn't let it up, did they? No. They didn't stop. No. I know that's the saying, but they actually no, I stopped. I mean, but kept I mean, going. you know, it's it's. Beautiful, it's beautiful in its simplicity, isn't it? It's like you just don't stop, um, and you know, it just yeah, you totally bought into it now. Like I just, you just know, yeah, you know Every, what to expect, and you know, you, yeah. you love what you know, you love what arrives, sort of thing. Every player just looks so hungry for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nobody slacking off. They're all up for it. They're getting, getting involved. You know what I mean? Goals fell over the park. That's what I was saying. It's, I think every goal that scored that weekend was a new signing. Yeah. yeah. I'm right. But I, oh, just absolutely <laughs> brilliant to watch. Brilliant. It's, it's, a, it's, a, funny, it's a funny time as well. Three o'clock on a Saturday after the Rangers game and everybody nice and sunny in Glasgow and it just looked as if it was a perfect occasion. I was really happy for you, Dan. I mean, happy for you. All. I was like, Dan must have loved that. Me and, me and Josh had a conversation about you can't really come home after a game like that. He's like, I surely, Josh, I surely Dan just phones his work and says he's not coming in for the next week because that's the mean year. <laughs> so we had a big conversation about it in Dunleary today and then I realised you didn't get to go, you know what I mean? <laughs> My apologies. My apologies. That was me. I was supposed to go to the Bodo game. That never happened. I was supposed to go to that game. Never happened. So I'm definitely going to the Hearts game. By hook or by crook, even if I get a ticket for the Hearts end, I'm gone. You're uh... Things that I noticed, uh, O'Reilly, it was good for him, wasn't it, to to get on Kyogo as well. But the yeah, Celtic always gives somebody a hammering in these the last five games. It's always the last game, isn't it? We always beat somebody like eight nothing. But it, it looked as if there's just a freshness about us. That, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just well, it's very impressive. Well, the players coming back as well. There is that freshness here. You know, Tom Turnbull as well. Yeah. Yeah, and Kyogo Kyo was passed through it, Maida. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Absolutely beautiful. By the no freshness is there. 
Well, no midweek games because yeah. I was reading reading something in the paper tonight about you know Tottenham have suddenly put I just, I don't, I'm not don't pay that much attention to the Premiership, but you know Tottenham have have picked up um, and are actually in the top four now, and you know they were saying big part of that is the fact that Conte they, they're basically not in Europe and Conte's been able to actually spend the time with them on the on the training grounds through the week, and yeah, I think we are benefiting from that uh, as well it's another thing in the mix that, that's that's working in our favour I think yeah because it was coming anyway you know what I mean that part for before we get put out of Europe but like we were playing good football or scrapping yeah. a few results and all that to be fair and maybe that's a fair point now they have got the extra time during the week they're getting better and better and that's why we've scaled a couple of teams yeah I mean he did I mean he is doing what he said he'd do which is pretty much what he does doesn't it so we're, they were, at the end of the season, we're fresh, we're ready to rumble. And I, I suppose my view, I'm just making maybe making a counter view against it, is saying, are we getting a bit... I mean, the stuff that I'm listening to and reading, we're getting really... Like, there's people coming on saying this is as good as the Lisbon Lions, best Celtic team in a, for ages. and eight. Are, are we getting slightly carried away? Or with... Or is the split going to be five wins and Hendel get his X amount of games in a row? I'm just trying to put a counter thing to it, like St. Johnson are rubbish. Basically. Well, we're, we're, as I was saying just before we started there, like I, I compared their possession stats against Johnson to what I saw was under the rat or his first season when we played our best football under him. Beat Kilmarnock 6 1. I'd only looked at the league. We beat Kilmarnock 6 1 that year, was our biggest victory. And our possession was still just in the high 60s. And I think you, you're saying it was an 84% possession we had on Saturday. So it's a different level of dominance. Um, and, you know, my eyes, you know, the eyes don't deceive you. I mean, it was one of the best performances that I've seen Celtic put on in years. It was back to like, peak Martin O'Neill era where he used to go to some games I think again in his first season I remember going to a game maybe Aberdeen at home we beat them like 6-0 like Ramon Vega scored 2 and we were just relentless that day we were you know we were on the front foot we were taking no prisoners it was kind of it was reminiscent of that kind of performance um, obviously I'm we're all too young to compare it to the Lisbon Lions that would be ridiculous but Certainly domestically, it was felt to me that it was a long time <coughs> since I've seen us dominate so much in a in a domestic game. What do you think, Dan? We hundred percent not like no. Don't even try and compare them to the Lisbon Lions. Like MD, whoever made that comparison, he's like took it. Wrote in saying, I know, take him outside and shoot him. So that's how it goes. Get a grip, man. Um, so it was. Um, I thought it was. It was a. Superb performance. It was that good. Um, I was I was driving down to Limerick yesterday, which is like just over a two-hour drive. And I was like, "Well, I listen to podcast wise." And I said, "No, what? I'll stick on the second half of Super Scoreboard for Saturday just to see the see what they're saying." Now I've not listened to Super Scoreboard and Donkeys. I don't listen to it. You know what I mean? But anyway, I downloaded the app, put it on, and it was at Mark Wilson. Um, obviously, Sh- um, Shuggy is his name. Two oh. Evans. Um, yeah. da- Daza DL whatever the hell his Daza, name is, is he still oh, I think he's weekend at Bernie's style and um, the uh, the boy presents it the big guy was his name Gordon or something Gordon Duncan yeah he's slimy everyone the four of them 
couldn't praise Celtic enough. Continually praising them, continually praising them. You get a couple of calls coming in, then they're back on the pass and the performance. The four of them just says it's the best I've seen in a long, long, long while for Celtic. And they four saying that, especially the DL, you know what I mean? I thought it spoke volumes, not just from Celtic fans, but from they four as well. Mm. But it was very good. Like, again, I wouldn't go as high as the London Lions. Let's relax a bit, but um, it was a great performance. I always think it's a shame, actually, on this sort of time period <coughs> that you can't... You can't like you couldn't maybe like go and play like a top class team. Like so you couldn't like Celtic couldn't just go and play Spurs just now, just to see how good the team actually is at the moment. You get my drift? For us to get through all these European games, then you can see how good we are when we play. But th- th- at this period of time, this is the time where good Celtic teams are born, but then you never see that team again. You, you get my drift, it starts a new season, then things change. You'd be wondering where we are. Level wise, in comparison to, I don't know, like a a, a Brentford or a, an Everton, or you, you get my drift. I like, as I say, I, I think we've been de- we've been doing really well all season. As again, I just said at the very start, lost a couple of games, but we've been doing really well. We've done so well in Europe, even though we didn't qualify um, through like, the the goals against Betis, the goals against Leverkusen. We were scoring plenty of goals, but we were leaking goals as well. That was a problem. You don't leak as many goals in the Scottish league. You know what I mean? Um, and we have struggled because our team have just tend to sit in. So I think we've been doing extremely well all season. Um, our level is, I think we're not far off Europa League. You know what I mean? And gone a little bit further. We just come up against Bodo, unfortunately, in the conference. And they played the same tactics as us. And we, we couldn't deal with it. No, no they did. Paul, Paul, I mean, you know, we have to face facts. Rangers are in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. So if you want a barometer, you know, on paper, they're a you know they're a decent yardstick to see you know how good we are. And you know, I mean, obviously we'll see at the weekend. But yeah, I mean, I I think yeah, I think that I think we if we if we went in that Europa League group game again with this team. Sorry about that. No, let me say that again. If we started that Europa League campaign with this team in its form it's in now, mm-hmm. I think we'd have went to Betis and won for sure. Okay. I don't. Th- I don't think we lose to Leverkusen at home. Um. So you know that's you know, just comparing the kind of performances we had there, um, you know, to how we're playing now. Yeah, we weren't we weren't million miles away against Betis away. A much better team now, so I, you know, looking glass half full, um, yeah, I, I think we we definitely hold our own uh, in a Europa League against those calibre of teams at the minute. But I, I get I get what you're saying. It would be nice to to see us against top class opposition. But you know, it's up. It's you know, there's there's pluses and minuses there because as I said at the start, there's probably an argument to say we're playing so well just now because we're not. In Europe, and you know, playing midweek no. on Saturday, Wednesday, whatever. I'm just, I'm just like, it's just that it, it, we get to this time of the season, and like I'm listening to a lot of things, and, and they're saying that Carter Vickers and Starfelt, we can't break that partnership up. Hearts, Hearts been a revelation. And in the back of my head, I'm still thinking, have they really been tested? And I'm just not sure. I'm just. I'm just not sure 
I'm, I, yeah, I just I don't know. Like the Carter Vickers question, Dan, are you saying we spend a million quid, two million, three million in wages from, and then just get get them over the line? Are you, you are you looking at it differently? Is is it um, is, is he so? Because again, this is the team we've got right now. If we start the European campaign next year, wherever we are, wherever we finish, we won't have Jota for definite. Carter Vickers, is he that guy that we have to push ourselves out? Or is there another argument that we go and get somebody else? Just well, the, well who, who do you get? Is, is the question. Do you know what I mean? Who, who do you replace them with? We're not going to go and spend higher to get a better caliber player. I think. Um, I think it was a gamble. I must admit, at the start when I was reading everything for Tottenham fans, say, oh, they were loving it when we were taking them. They were saying he was rubbish. He was, he was muck. I think he's done brilliant. They need to remember at the start as well. Him and Starfield didn't have a great partnership at the start. We were losing some stupid goals. We lost a couple of them in Europe as well. But I think the terms come on leaps and bounds, and I wouldn't have any hesitation in trying to keep him. You know, you've got Julian coming back as well into the team. I've been very interested to see how he's going to fit back in. Um, and you've also got Wilshere as well. So I think we've got a good backbone of a decent team there. So why split it up? You need to get into the next campaign and carry on this momentum. So you want to keep as many players as possible. I, I suppose my case before you, I suppose, I suppose the view I was looking at is like, if Postecoglou with his, his transfer record of turning good player, you know what I mean? He's, he's bought very, very, very well. Would it be the yeah. fact that you just say, I mean, I was listening to people today and they're saying, I mean, where's Carter Vickers going to play? And you're like, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the Premier League, you get loads of money anyway. So Carter Vickers had this experience, like you spent Raymond Vega, Raymond Vega, I mean, he was the guy, he's had this experience. But would it be the case that giving Angie a bit more money or something else, he could pull somebody else out and get us to a higher level of defending? Or is Carter Vickers where we're at? Carter Vickers and Starfield partnership is that the partnership to to move us into the where I want us to be at, at competing in Europe at the elite level you know I, I'm just not sure yet I, I, I'm not sure if Angie could repeat the trick that he's done this season what, what would he be like if he got a full pre-season with these players under the belt could he get producer defensive levels to a different because I think we've still got a real problem with cross balls with heart. I don't think that's disappeared. Uh, so what do you think, mate? I'm not being negative. I'm just trying to see, are we getting carried away? Or, or am I just listening? You know what I mean? Am I talking nonsense? No, I, 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 thought, like, I, agree, with, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I, you know, if... And again, I don't want to say that I'm getting carried away here either. But if we do win the league and get straight into the Champions League, it will be interesting to see, like, what happens because there's a you know there's a pretty good argument to say Hart's not a Champions League level goalie but do you go out and try and get a different goalie that that you know is Champions League level or do you give him a chance to, to prove himself again I mean that's totally down to Postacoglu and how ruthless or not he wants to be um, and with all due res- respect we're not going to get a Champions League goalie but here's no. the thing, but here's the yeah. thing is, but you could get a champion, you could get a really good defender to to, to comp, uh, compensate for those cross balls cramping the box. I don't think we've and, got that and, defender yet. Starfield does win loads right. of headers. I'm just saying, 
just you know, maybe could get a defender that could really push us on. You know, could I mean? Then yeah. we, played against, we played against that mob. I was there two weeks ago. And was it forty-two crosses? I mean, done yeah, nothing with them because of the defence. So there's that argument. No, I know what you're saying, but that, that's another argument. You know what I mean? I don't think we'll finish that goal by any no. by any stretch of the imagination. I, but like, I feel like quite confident that we're on a you know we're at the start of a really exciting journey with Costa Coglu just now. Um, I'm kind of you know, my understanding is if Carter Vickers wants to join us we've agreed the money for him to join so I, I mean you know, I'd there's a I'd like to see Starfelt and Carter Vickers in Europe to see what level they actually are do you know what I mean like there's only one way you can find out in my in my opinion you know Postacoglu has never never coached in, in the Champions League so it's probably going to be his year for finding that out as well if you know what I mean and you know we're at least a, you know, we're at least a year ahead of where I thought we were going to be um, when he joined I thought he was given an absolute hospital pass still thought I thought he was a good coach you know I like the cut of his jib but I, you know I, he is ahead of where I thought we were going to be so you could almost look at next season if it is direct entry into the Champions League as a kind of free hit for him to see where the level of this squad is at, to see where he is as a, as a coach. Um, so yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day, Paul. And I do, you know, I do get the feeling he'll he'll be around to to try and build it. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit more about. I don't want to get too fixated. You were my or my pessimism and comes in at the minute is. You know, I've went all in in Celtic managers before and they've upped overnight and, and went to, to Leicester City. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm a, I kind of want to take a little bit of a step back there, but get a good feeling that, let's say, we're on a journey with Ange and next year's going to be a learning process for everyone, but it could be could be good fun along the way. No, I, I, yeah, no, I'm totally agreement. I'm just... How many times have we been in situations where you say we should probably let him go, or we should? Have, you know, I mean, the Champions League's going to the Champions League level is going to be a nightmare next year, and if we get into it, and again, let's go back. So let's sorry, I better reverse. Ross County have got a phenomenal home record. I'm just gonna, I, I, again. I'm just pushing. I'm pushing back again. Ross County have got a phenomenal. It's the worst tie. We could have got like they've not been beaten since Celtic. They've got draws, wins. They're the really tight unit up wherever they live, Inverness, whatever up there. <laughs> Dingwall. Dingwall. <laughs> you get my drift. Like again, it's just a tough game, and it, I, I, you're right not to. It's just it's just it's just it's just interesting just listening to everything. The reading stuff, it's like, wow, we've, we've, we've broke the dam, we're going to go. But what do you, Ross County, Danny, you, you, you get any? Am I just being paranoid here? Nah, but listen, we can all be paranoid, you know what I mean? It will be a tough game. The last game was a tough game, you know, the last minute winner for Olsen. I'm sure we all fucking celebrated that 10 yeah. times as much more than we should have. But we're on such a high, you know what I mean? We're playing so well. We've got so much, as I say, choice on the pitch. I'd, I'd I don't see any an issue. I understand they've got a good home record, but I think we've played so well. 
get an early goal, get a goal in the first 20 minutes, that'll settle us in. Then they need to come out a wee bit. It'll only make us um, give us more space to play, I think. So, no, I wouldn't panic. Definitely no panic no. this side. Worst case scenario, worst, worst case scenario, we get a draw. You know what I mean? And then we play that mob at our, our house. So. To, to, so, I spoke to Danny, Danny Kelly King just before, before the tennis. And he said he definitely thinks the team's got two wins in them to complete the league. And, I'd agree with that. And then when you look at Braga, Lundstrom's injured, Morelis is injured, Hadji's injured, uh, Davis has started playing again, Aribo's come back, came, came out of Riff, scored a couple of goals, but they're really easy against St Mirren. I mean, all things are pointing to that direction. You just, I don't know, it's just, it would just be phenomenal. Like if we were just to go out and you know what I mean, and get to the Scottish Cup final, which I'm not really thinking about, but I think that that was that would be you'd win the league, wouldn't it? You'd have to put the nail in. You'd have to drive it home, you know? It's just, yeah, maybe maybe this is the way it's going to be. It would be phenomenal. Phenomenal for Angie to do this in his first season. It's just... It would. Know. And I don't see that mob winning other games either. The five games, you know what I mean? They've got Mullerwell up first, haven't they? Mullerwell, okay, yes. but they usually they usually do okay. I mean, Roof I mean, against St. Man, it was easy for them, I thought. And Aribo starts playing a bit more, and Stephen Wright, I think, started buzzing around a bit, and even that that guy from Man United was on the pitch, you know? So maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a bit they, more freedom. They're in free fall, though, St. Man, like, they're that... Stephen Robertson, the most Northern Irish, Northern Irish manager out there. Um, he basically dug, he, he dug half his team out and was like, yeah, most of them won't be here next year. We just need to stay in the league. So, I mean, talking about Ross County, having, you know, been on a great run and having good records and stuff, they are men on free fall. So yeah. I, I'm kind of, that, that was a, was a non-event really, that one. Well, I mean, the, the other um, good thing for us was Livingston didn't Livingston didn't make it. Just yeah. think, I mean, I, I mean, I, don't, I just don't. I just like Celtic just to keep winning, and I think the, the weekend was phenomenal. And I hope all the signs are right that we're going to push on. But again, you're just checking and just double checking to see if we're, we're, we've got this right, you know? Because the, the Celtic Rangers game was a different type of game from the weekend. The Celtic Rangers game was brilliant. I loved it. The weekend was just us playing 44 passes before one of the goals. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's rather over stuff, isn't it? That is, I mean, that's just phenomenal football. And it's brilliant, but you're just trying to, just trying to temper it with you. No, I mean, you're like, okay. And we've got a little week to go before we meet them again. They've got to go to Braga or play Braga, whatever. So I mean, we could really sink, sink the Belgado here, you know what I mean? We really could. Uh, like if, if we if we beat them on Sunday at Hamden, like their their sides totally a hundred percent going to turn against them. They turn against if they go against Bragg and then we put them at the cup, their season's over. It's basically over anyway. Let's be honest. But oh. I mean, if they get, they get put off Bragg and then we put them at the cup, they'll turn full full tilt against their team. Yeah. And then we've to and then we've to play them at Celtic Park. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not. I mean, it's it's great stuff. I mean, they, they, they're reading the follow-follow, which is not a representative of Rangers fans, but you would think Gio's getting his last, he's his last, he's got his last ticket. And 
how do you survive this or do you keep going with them until October time and then they've lost the league next year I mean that's basically what they're saying has he shown anything to show us that he could get us over the line here so these games are huge for them but I mean funnier things have happened at sea they could turn around Braga the European results have been I mean the other thing was they didn't play Rams in the European game did they I think he played against St. Mirren, so Ramsey's going to play against us, it looks like, but not again. They're not going to play him in the European stage, or they can't play him in two games. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it's going to be phenomenal, but just... Yeah. Yeah, he's game out. I, I mean, I, I totally... <laughs> like, I, I, I get I get your like nervousness, Paul, because, you know, obviously, we're all Celtic fans, but if you... If you looked at it as a neutral, we are the form team that is peaking at the right time with all our players coming back fit. You know, it, we have got the momentum. Do you know what I mean? But there's, yeah, we've just got so many things in, you know, in our sort of positive column at the minute. But yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want it to seem like we're, we're, we're calling like, it, like, calling it early, but. I mean, to be honest, I went down the big, I went down the rabbit hole. I think it was the Dermot Desmond interview. Like, I, I was like, I'm not going to watch the Dermot Desmond interview. Then I watched it, and I was like, Wow, we're like the best club in the world. And then I, I just started watching Angie interviews, like for ages, and trying to do a bit of work that didn't really work. And I was like, Angie's like, he's so composed. He doesn't get in the changing room until ten minutes. He sits, and he meditates, and thinks about what is going to happen if this happens. I mean, this guy's the greatest boss of all time. Then. Greg Taylor's a phenomenal football player, Starfelt. I just started snowballing and I was like, wait a minute, like, Rangers did win at the weekend, you know what I mean? We've still got a job to do. I mean, the Demi Desert interview was, interview was a piece of greatness, wasn't it? Was I've just, not seen it. Oh, Dan, just sit down. Don't, don't do it tonight, you won't sleep for hours, you know what I mean? But it, was, it, was a, it was a puff piece, if ever I've seen one, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Was a product placement and everything? Oh, God. Really? I, I watch it back, there probably is. <laughs> um, just yeah, selling geez. cardigans or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and what, what was, uh, it, what was it saying? Was, was he in a boardroom or something? Or was it like... In a boardroom, I think. Oh, right. And how, long, and how long was it? Well, like, it was a bit older than it, to be oh. honest. No, it was about 15 minutes. Oh, it was brilliant, Dan. It's brilliant. And what are they talking about? Just the success of Ange? Oh, like, how, oh, basically, just... how, how good he is. How good how good Dermot Desmond is. Oh, um, ah, he's okay. made all his decisions. Do you remember, remember like, the end of last season, the start of this season, everybody was out, sacked the board and all that? Remember? Kill the board. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh. So the, that's obviously why he's out doing that. Dermot Desmond's just come out and he just he just opened the bonnet. He just he just answered every question. He said that uh, Ange in the interview said he'd walk five hundred miles and five hundred more or something like that. I'm like, oh. And then he said <laughs> Dan De- he said he said uh, Ange didn't ask, was the only manager he's ever interviewed or spoken to that didn't ask about budget. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's why he got the job. Basically, that's why he got and the job. Did they say Don McKay hired him? No, he said he hired him. He got the, he got the, he got the, no, it was Lowell. Lowell said, he's on the, he's on the five, there's a list of five, and then the minute Eddie, which he didn't mention Eddie by name, so I thought it was a classy San Diego, he then said, well, I'll just phone this Angie guy, 
And he phoned Angie and Angie said, well, I don't care about budget, I'll turn up the morrow. Like, by himself. And Dermot's like, you've got a job, mate. You're the man. Ching, ching, ching. Boom, boom, boom. And then I was like, Do- okay. Dominic Mackay, Dominic Mackay never happened, by the way, Dan. That, that wasn't on the list of questions that Dermot... Shocker, isn't Derm- Dermot asked, asked to be asked. 20 um, years of dominance, basically. Big Dom's a man, my. He's, he's got Ange in and then just left. He's like, fuck all, he's out here. Well, Dermot Desmond done it. And I won't have anything said against Dermot Desmond. So you're well, one... Look, look, anyway. look, look. Tiger Woods walks out, right? One of the guys was telling me, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer <laughs> of all time. We've seen that interview as well. Tiger Woods walks out, right? He's going to the first tee. And the crowd's going bananas. Tiger only stops to shake the hand of two men. JP McManus and Dermot Desmond, the Celtic chairman. I mean, that's kudos. That's the sort of thing that Mikey Dow dreams about being. And we'll get there one day, Mikey. We'll get there. Right, see, can you imagine if Dave King was shaking Tiger Woods' hand? I mean, the page spreads of it all, I mean. He's just there, cool as a cucumber, young Desmond. We are, we, are, we are working on Dermot's house and uh, Bill's Bridge in Dublin yeah, he's yeah. building his new house massive house and he came in making this bad expensive staircases in he's like ah, don't like it take it out <laughs> it's like one of these sheiks walking into these big hotels ah, nah, don't like colour it take it out yes. thousands upon thousands upon thousands nah not for me mm-hmm. oh, well. usually more the commercial jobs his house is that big it's, it's, it's commercial those places in Bill's Bridge are amazing aren't they but it's like go back to like um, now Dermot coming out now it's obviously placement everybody knows it's placement you'd be daft not to see it but oh, even well, Kenny Douglas I didn't see it Kenny Douglas was on the BBC today talking about they were asking him about Ange as well and who did he mention he, said, he didn't mention Dermot Desmond by name he says but you need to give credit to the people that brought him to the club as well Dermot Desmond in the back of my head I'm going Don McKay <laughs> yeah well I mean the point would be then that the point would be that he's he came out and said that like he's the there was a coup, it's a coup, coup, and then he just he's everybody in the board's passionate about Celtic, they're all Celtic people, and uh we will not become a team that'll die or something. He said something like that, which was just lovely, wasn't it? It was just nice when he's like he just he was giving it to the Rangers fans but not really giving it to them. You got a, you got a follow follow thread out it, I mean, which is obviously I mean shaking Tiger Hood with his hands good, but getting a follow follow thread from one of your wee throwaway comments was always the sort of guy I like. You know what I mean? Do they do they still call him Joseph Fritzel? I don't know. No, I've never seen that. I think they were just really angry. I think they were just really angry about him for some reason. I don't really know why, but yeah, uh... maybe, maybe that's what Dom is. He's in the dungeon. <laughs> Tom's disappeared. <laughs> to go, I think he's looking after a cricket team or something, a rugby team or something. <laughs> uh, one of the things, Dan, that really made me happy, I'm not being like half foot, I just was, uh, his name is Rio and he plays for West Ham. Oh, that song came out. Did you hear it? I haven't seen Hattai Squad. Oh. Oh. That's, no? that's what you're talking about, isn't it? Oh, it's such a good song. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because we used to sing it we're playing chat manager his name is Rio and he plays for West Ham which was how old I am when Rio Ferdinand Jesus. was playing for them uh, Lampard they were such a good team Joe Cole he always wanted them in championship manager we used to sing it all the time then I, I heard it I was like I wonder how they're actually going to do that for oh that's so good 
And then playing the Magnificent Seven in the seventh yeah, goal. That, was, that was a bit. Yeah. That was a bit emotional. Not, not heard that in a while, then. I know. A bit emotional for Polly Wally, I'll tell you that. So they say that Maeda is the quickest player from from like if a if a, a phase of play to get back into the defender. The defender is is so quick once he, he he runs somebody down, and usually you take your time to get back up again. He goes again. Like the stats are off the wall. I think Maeda might be the player of the season next year for Celtic because I think he's only going to get better, not with a pre-season, but I think he's only going to get better once he's totally absorbed into the culture and obviously gets in the Christmas Christmas video, you know what I mean? But I think he will be the player, like the, the, the dream ticket. Any any views? Yeah. I, I don't really think he's perfect wrong, to be honest with the guy, you know what I mean? He's he's not been set in the head of the light, but he's done he's done really well. You know what I mean? He's um I had twenty quid on him on Saturday when the Grand National as well, but <laughs> <laughs> never came good. Uh-huh. But no, yeah, I think he's settled in well. He's he is, he's unbelievable. His engines next to and it's unbelievable. It's he's only on the pitch constantly, harassment. And then he's and he's got a couple of goals as well. Let's, let's remember he scored in his debut and he scored a couple more sins. So he's he's definitely not put he's not done anything wrong. Let's put it that way. What do you think, Mikey? You seen him? You loved him, didn't you? Aye, I mean, I think you know he was got he was getting a little bit of criticism, wasn't he, when we were going through a, yep. a sticky patch, uh, kind of February, well, you know, late February, March time. But I think he was getting played. You know, as a remember he played against Bodo Glimp, didn't he, at Celtic Park, and he'd get a bit of bit of stick there. But I mean, that's not his position. He's not he's not the front man in that and system. He he plays out wide and then you know finds those spaces, as I was saying the last time, in between you know where the striker would be and where the sort of winger would be, and that's exactly where he popped up to score that goal on Saturday. So yes, I agree. I think he is going to be a really really good player for us, and you know it's all about. It's all about levels. When we signed him, I was like, he was a J League top scorer playing for, you know, the team that won the league that year or whatever, you know, under under Ange. He's there's gonna there's gonna be something about him. He's gonna be a decent player. Same with Jack and Marcus. You don't you don't finish top scorer in the era division. I know that the team get relegated, but you don't finish top scorer in that league, you know, unless you're a half decent player. Um so yeah, I I I agree. Well, that was a kind of separate point. Yeah, I think he will no. be a good player for this next year. But yeah, again, he comes with a good pedigree, and um, so I'm not surprised. Gio's goal, Gio's goal at the weekend was brilliant because I was looking at uh, the tactical stuff about how the team spreads because of the, the way they're playing. The, the, the back line of defences are spread, so then if somebody does make a mistake, the defenders sort of isolated. And that's kind of what happened. And Gio just came in and went, see you later on. It was as yeah. if he was scoring against the reserves. You know that way he's like, I'm the man. I love that type of goal from a striker because that just shows you, yeah, there you go. I, I, I could see that coming. Like The defender was just making a bit of a mess and Gio just came in, bang, bang, see you later on. It's just, I like that type of goal. I like, although O'Reilly was scoring the great goals and all that stuff, but that's, I love Gio. I love him. That, that goal just typified that how, you know, we're just on the front foot all the time under Ange, you know, yep. Maida. No switching off. Yeah, yep. not exactly. Just, 
So that, for that reason, I, I kind of love those kind of goals. You know, like when O'Neill was our manager, Larson used to start that sort of press. You know, I always remember going to watch Celtic. He was just constant. You know, didn't give centre halves a minute or a second on the ball. Um, yeah, trying not to get done. No, I, so I'm not. I'm not mentioning Larson in the same breath as GG and all of that. But yeah, it's just it, it. It's a bit of a throwback to you know that kind of intensity and directness that we had under O'Neill that was just you know phenomenal to watch so exciting as well as a fan and a team of, a team of men now you know that way like I mean even Rio when we were laughing at the song or the song but he played well at the weekend I thought maybe that was his game his season run after he kind of wandered off the you know he was just tired I thought maybe that's we've mm. had enough of him but then a week later he turns up and just he's just pulling strings Kyogo looked really sharp didn't he or maybe it was just maybe I was just loving looking at his hair again I mean but he just looked <laughs> especially and you've seen you seen the Hattari when he scored his goal with the jubilation in him you know what I mean just shows you what it meant to him as well Turnbull <clears throat> I was just, I, was, it's great. I love Turnbull but the thing is the other, the, other, the other thing just before we go is like, like as Mikey Dow says our eyes are not lying to us but that means that if Mikey's seen it and Dan Devaney's seen it and I'm not seeing it, but the fact is, if that's the case, then it could be an interesting summer of just activity, or us buying players, or maybe getting players and people maybe making a wee. I mean, like if you look at like Armstrong, Armstrong's made a great career of Southampton. You know what I mean? People like Turnbull and stuff like that. It could be callers. It could be people calling because I think the Celtic Rangers game in February when we scurried them was like everybody loved it. So people yeah. will be in the, the radar, you know, which is yeah. great. You know I mean, but it's just I, I I get a feeling, you know, like Hattati's only been there six months. Maida's only, you know, I think he's on loan with a view to buy. So I think I'm not so worried about losing people through the summer. To be honest, things are a bit early in this team's evolution. If we, you know, if we do get into Europe and make a decent fist of it. Um, then obviously, yeah. Then then you start to worry. But that's just the natural, you know. That's a, that's just what happens, really. That's how how teams evolve and big teams kind of come in and buy the players. But no, I'm not as I'm not as worried about that this summer. I'm I'm interested to see how many of the players that we have, the loans, become permanent transfers. You seem to think that Jota is not going to be signing for us permanently, but. In the same way, I'm 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 fairly confident that you know, we'll, we'll find another player that will fit in well into that system. And if it's you know only two or three players that we get through the summer to just fully sort of bed them in, then then great. And I, I don't know with with Montgomery and people like that coming back from their different loan spells, do they start becoming an option? I mean, you know, there's it's a fight to get on at the bench, get on the bench at the moment. So I, I feel like the squad's going to be in. In decent shape come the summer, but Aye, that was a decent know. bench at the weekend compared to ones we've seen previously as well. Do you know what I mean? There was plenty, <clears throat> there was plenty of options there. We need to remember as well when Ange came in, they bought a good few players, and then in the, the winter break there as well, they bought a, a rate more of players again. So we, we have done a lot of purchasing. So I wouldn't be surpri- overly surprised if it was a lot quieter this summer. Yeah. The thing is, uh, like you, Scales and Shaw, like these guys are kind of. You know, Faded away. 
I'm not faded up. Well, I don't. Maybe they're in not the background, away. they've just not been seen. Just people like Taylor just done one. You know what I mean? What is it? Yeah, I mean that that would be an obvious one, like a left back, and and but again, I think Taylor's pretty good to be honest with you. But I, I know he get he gets a bit of stick. Um, yeah. He's another, he's another guy with a brilliant engine he's 100% every time that's, I mean, I'm not getting no concern about him at all but you, you can't it, sorry Dan just the thing is but if you look at next season and if we if we do win the league then like Ange Ball whatever we call it you can't do that on a Wednesday night and play the same 12 the same 12 players in the weekend because those players no. they've got to go 100% against a Bayern Munich or something like that, they'll be absolutely white because that's a different level of football. No, I know, and that's the thing. Like you know, you play you play your first choice back four against you know in Europe, and then you are looking to play Ralston in the league game and maybe Welsh in the league game, and you know these guys just need to be ready. To step yeah, Matt in. Murray as well. He played, didn't he? Murray played. Yeah, the start of the yeah. season he's supposed to play okay. And, I think he's got injured, but. <coughs> They've got high hopes for this young goalie as well, don't they? Is he an England yeah. youth internationalist? Mm-hmm. I see. Um, I watched like these mini highlights of the B team, um, and you know they were kind of calling him out for making a great save. And you know, apart, I just hope and I assume that you know the B team and all the kind of junior teams, you know, like you're kind of hoping that Postecoglou's getting the the first team ethos, the style of play kind of filtering down to all of those, you know, the, the B teams and stuff like that. I don't know. Presume that's like phase two of the Ange strategy and kind of takes us back to the conversation about his wanting to have like a director of football and a, and a, an identity. But that's, you know, that's hopefully if you, you know, I'd love for Ange to stay for the long term and, you know, you just we just get this culture of the way we play and our style of play going through the, you know, going through all the youth teams so that, you know, you are looking for a couple of academy players to make that step up each year. And I think that was part of the reason he was getting that Ben Doak to play, you know, because he was wanting to demonstrate that there is a pathway for yeah. these young players. So, so hopefully as well, you know, maybe there's not, as what you say, Dan, we're not signing that many players, but hopefully there's a couple ready to step up as well. Otherwise, yeah. what's the point in the B team? But ben Doak's not there anymore. He, he's... Well, Liverpool. He to Liverpool, didn't he? But, you know, yeah. so, so, the, so the next talent or whatever... Hopefully that that's you know maybe I'm getting I'm, I'm running right. before totally we're walking right. but but the, the, the other piece in my last thought which obviously I've, I've probably been a bit crazy though Celtic the last couple of days my last last thought is is this not the time where Dermot just goes up to Angie and said Angie look double your contract double the time you're going to be with us if it's if if it is that good which we're seeing which I'm not saying we're not is this not the time you go and you say look Here's your Scottish passport. <laughs> I mean, here's your here's your British passport. Like we want you to stay because we aren't. I mean, it's just incredible <coughs> what he's doing. If if it's right, if he, if he wins a league, you know. Because I, I mean, we've got, pod, we've got a podcast where me and Dan go through. Me, you, and Dan go through. I think it's twenty points. I think at one stage we'd lost our bottle so much we thought we might be twenty points before December. I mean, we right. have to remember, like we've got. There's, there's like there's forty thousand Celtic fans that, that, that think Greg Taylor's rubbish. We'll get fifty thousand Celtic fans that think Starfelt's rubbish. But look, look what's happening. We're on a crest of an absolute wave here. 
that could really end up with a treble. Could end up with a treble for a team that like you're like, oh, he's finished, oh, he's not doing well. Julian has to come back because we're really struggling. And all these things haven't happened, but we've still... It's just fun. It's just interesting. So I think, would you not go Angie and see like Angie, look? We'll buy the biggest right barbecue ever, you know what I mean? Right now, in my dreams, Ange, you know, Angie's the man we've been looking for since, you know, Martin O'Neill, and he want, you know, he's got no interest in the... You know the filthy looker that he could get down in England. This is his club. This is his team. He's here for the long term. When he stops coaching, he's going to move upstairs and be the director of football. And <laughs> we're going to sail off into the sunset, and it's just going to be wonderful. But I know that football doesn't work out like that. And you know, Bournemouth go, hey, do you want a couple of million quid extra? And he's like, yeah, well, listen. This is what happens because that's what Ratface done, didn't he? Yeah, but the thing is, but get, if you get if you get into Champions League and you get all this cash, you not just pay the boy that got you there. Oh, li- listen, Ange, Ange could probably name his his son right now. Is that his character? I don't know. Like, right, I I think Ange is on a. If Ange wants to stay, Ange stays. I think. I suppose what I'm saying is a lot is too much is made of that because Rogers signed a contract and everything was hunky dory in a January. By the July, he was trying to sneak his way out. You I know, don't think of um, Rogers that much as much as I mean, Rogers is. I mean, Rogers is near near enough a busted flush now, isn't he? He's near. No, I know he is. But I look again. My gut is. I think Ange is a much as a very different character to him, and I think he is here. This is his dream club, in as much as he is going to be able to test himself at the highest level in Europe, um, and. You know, um, that I think he's going to be happy as so. And yeah, definitely, if he wants a five-year contract to do that, give him it. But kind of get the feeling he's the kind of guy that's probably happy with the rolling contract. And yeah, I'm going to try not to get too. I'd, I'd be I'd that. be amazed if a Celtic board gave him a long-term contract. They've had that one-year rolling contract with everybody for so long. I would be absolutely. I suppose yeah, Rogers was the only one they kind of broke that mould for, and maybe they, maybe that was an indication that they knew that he always just was using us as the stepping stone, and that's why they were like, "Well, we bet you know we'll need to get some compensation for him if he leaves." When he leaves. I just like I go back to the debacle of last season. I go back to different managers we've had, and I just like look if we've got a really good one, which we seem to think we've got, then you just say, "Right, there you go." Here's the keys, man. We'll give you the old. We'll give you the old. Who was it? Who was it? The year, man. Uh, who was the curly hair guy who played for Newcastle? What was his name? Yeah, oh, Keegan. Keegan. Devin Keegan. Keegan got signed a contract for Newcastle and he came back from Germany, I think. And they said, look, you'll get the money, the gate money, if it's over twenty thousand. Every gate, and he signed that contract, and like every game was like fifty thousand. <laughs> they couldn't get enough people in the stadium, and he was just creaming it. And I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that the Celtic can actually made a mess of this manager. They've made, they seem to have made the right decision. And yeah, he just, he just makes, he just makes you happy, make you down. I mean, not many things make you happy nowadays as you hit your middle no, age, no. you know what I mean? Yeah, but, and again, you need to remember Celtic are going to go and give him a five-year contract because God forbid the summer comes and they three or four loan signings say, no, fuck this, I've got a better offer somewhere else. They're gone. Know what I mean? And then Ange brings in four different players and they don't turn out to be successful and the shit hits the fan. The board ain't going to take that risk. It, it's just not the way it works. 
Well, Dermot Desmond, geez, couldn't speak speak of him higher, any higher. Like he thought he was. That's because he was on cue. It's because he—that's because he doesn't ask for a budget. He doesn't care how much money he gets. That is that is music to Dermot Desmond's ear. Get more money to spend in his marble staircase. <laughs> he's marble. He never said marble. He just oh, put a word in. I mean, <laughs> I think he's right. I think he's right. <laughs> well, that that slippy note. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Watch yourself, Dom. <laughs> Came out the basement, Dom. <laughs> anyway, let's see what happens at the weekend. I think I'm the Scottish Cup's fine and stuff like that. I just, just it'd be brilliant to watch it. It's two o'clock. I'll be in Scotland yeah. anyway, so I'm going to two o'clock on Sunday. So that's yeah, really prime time to watch. Super Easter Sunday, two o'clock. I'll be in Temple Bar. Let's bring it. I'll be. I don't know where I'm going, but I think I'll have my dinner at Leonardo's in Hamilton, and then two o'clock I'm out of there. And uh, Danny was saying he'd go and meet his, so maybe John will meet his, Betty will be there hopefully. And uh, me, and St- me, Martin, Stephen, so hopefully we'll get to it. I think I might go to Paul McCoggan's christening as well, maybe. I might, yeah, I might dart down just oh, to really? say hello. Maybe, I, I maybe. And uh, yeah. And it's supposed to be a heat wave in Hamilton. Do you hear that? Who said that, Dermot Desmond? Is it going to stop? Is it going <laughs> to reach London? Let's see. Is it just Hamilton? London. Uh, it's Easter Sunday, so I'll be dining in some succulent lamb, won't I? David Murray style. <laughs> nice glass of Kenny. Can talk about angels, <laughs> I mean. Uh, Hamilton, Hamilton weather. Let's see. Stephen, Stephen went to the. Uh, Scotland. Stephen went to the. Where did he go? Summer Lee today? Oh, Summer Lee. Geez. Summer Lee, Coat Bridge says it's. Many a, many a rainy summer holiday day and spent at Summer Lee. Eight, the rest. Summer Lee <laughs> sounds like Chinese. <laughs> Don't talk about Chinese in front of Stephen. It's 17, 18, 17, 17. Sorry. Not bad. I wonder if there's a hidden. Hidden meaning in those numbers there, 1817. I'll, 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 I'll still be in Iceland. I'll still be in Iceland for my lips, Mum. He'd first into Strathy Rock at eight temperatures. <laughs> Maybe Mum's like, oh, I never knew you had a tattoo, Paul. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, and uh, yeah, like, let's see, onward and upwards, let's see if we can win this Scottish Cup. Malarkey the weekend, it'll be bright. And uh, thanks, Dan. Thanks, uh, Mikey Dal. Hendel was supposed to be coming on, but he had to deal with his his children. Just don't get the program. My my wife has just texted me saying I'm staying out for a drink. So she's that's half past nine. So the kids hopefully will be in their beds, but I probably I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Easter holidays, no chance. No chance. And uh, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Mikey. Cheers, and, lads. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks. Cheers. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.